a recording. Good morning. I suppose we'll just start. Here we go. <laughs> How do you start? Yeah, I think we need we need to record something we can bounce off. That's what the pros do, isn't it? <sighs> right. Okay. Right. No swearing today. Well, I'm going to try not to swear because I don't feel okay. comfortable with it. You're not going to tell everyone where you live. Yeah, and what time I lock the door. When you go on holiday. Yeah. So keeping personal stuff out of it. Yeah, no personal stuff. <sighs> right then, here we go. We're launching a digital company. Humans. humans are just sat downstairs in their pants. Exploring a digital future. Well, if everyone's happy and AI's providing for me, I'll be an AI slave. And I'm just going to trust the answer. If that doesn't scare the living out of you, I don't know what would. <laughs> make some chaos, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make some money while we sleep? I was saying if you were a bot. <laughs> to which it replied, nope. It's all going to be done by AI and we are, or we're not, meat puppets. We're not sure yet. This could be one of many... Hello and welcome to The Meat Puppets. Uh, I'm Martin Riley and I'm currently sat in my loft somewhere between Manchester and Stockport. (laughs) I like how vague that is. Yeah, Uh, yeah, good morning, I'm Paul and I'm sat somewhere between Edinburgh and London. Oh, you might not be morning when you listen to it, I just realised. I'm just going to say hello. Hello, I'm Paul and I'm sat in my spare bedroom in Lancashire. Right, so we're... Having a third attempt, <laughs> a third attempt at recording uh, a podcast, and we're meant to say what is it and what we're doing. Okay, so we're starting a new business, or we've started a new business, haven't we, Paul? We have. We started uh, almost, oh, is it two months ago? It's two months. Yeah, pretty much to the day. So myself and Paul um, have both run successful video production companies in the past, uh, but, um, mainly doing services for people. So making adverts, TV programs, that kind of thing. You know, big fancy office, uh, loads of people, loads of equipment, making stuff for people for money. And this is different how, Paul? No clients. No clients. Which for us... Um... It's something we've dreamt about for a long time. And I'm not going to badmouth all the clients we've had in the past. No. Because that would be a bad day. Yeah. But uh, working to the requirements of somebody else, oh, how do I put it, drags. <laughs> yes, but basically, instead of providing services, we're going to try and make some digital products and yeah. sell them. Digital products that we would have found useful in our old jobs, I think is the key, right? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So we kind of started looking at this in the old company and there's a lot of stuff you do in the services world that people pay a lot of money for, but you realise you don't really need to do or you could get something else to do it for you, be a lot more efficient at doing it. And I suppose back in the day, we would have called this automating the process. Yeah, absolutely. Which we did a fair amount of, you know, in a in a really hacky way. Yeah. So I think what we're doing at the moment, we're we're going to streamline those things and uh, put them out to the general public. So Meat Puppets is a podcast, obviously, that is going to be charting our time setting up a new digital company, completely driven by AI. Is that right? Yeah. Don't know about the completely bit. 99.9% driven by AI. All right, let's say enabled 
Bam. Enabled. Yeah. And, yeah. So we started trying to do that during lockdown, which, you know, without going massively into that, was a bit of a blessing and a curse. We had some time to think about stuff, but the problem was we still needed to earn some money. We still had a need to pay rent, mortgages, bills, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what we initially tried to do was set up uh, a new video production company. And our idea, our fantastic idea at that time was, tell you what, we'll do like three days proper work, i.e. services, yeah. what we used to do. And then we'll do like two days grandly called research and development for this new brave frontier. Yes. Um, but that soon all went to crap, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> the main problem is the uh, the clients we were working for wouldn't listen about those two days, would they? <laughs> no, no. It's not like... And like that, when they needed something, they needed it, and that was like, that. We, we were trying to say, like, right, Thursday, Friday, you, we're not available. Yeah. And the reality is it just doesn't work like that. Also sending a few emails saying, yeah, of course we can do this. Uh, you'll have it. We'll have it for you Monday morning. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, no, that's not okay. I need it tomorrow. No. Yeah, I need it tomorrow. Oh, I need it yeah. yesterday. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's part of the services world that we were trying to get a little bit away from. Um, so we made a decision just a little over a year ago to go, okay, let's um, let's not do that. Let's try and um, save cash so we can self-fund ourselves to try something else out. Yes. So we are spending our own money. We are indeed. Uh, which gives us a limited time frame to try and get this right. Real risks, yeah. It's uh, get this right or down to the job centre, I think. Yep. Which, or, you know, uh, groveling phone calls to old clients. <laughs> going, yeah. please, can we do this again? Please, can <laughs> we, please, please, can you give us some work because we're destitute and made a silly decision? Yeah. Please. So maybe that'll be us in 12 months. Um, well, say 12 <laughs> yeah. months. We've got 18 months, haven't we? We have. So we intend to try and share as much of this as possible, which is really weird. Because that, normally you don't share your process no, because that's, that's what that's what people pay for. And we're hoping this might be of use to some people who are trying a similar thing. Another reason is it feels quite good to motivate us or it feels quite, quite good to motivate me because yep. we've got to try and talk about what we've done each week. And if we've done nothing, then <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a podcast. So, so uh, what's that term? Uh, <clears throat> Jake uses uh, spiking. Spiking? What's spiking, yeah. Paul? I don't know what it is. Spiking. Spiking's when you um, you go off and try things. Yeah, that's so, exactly what we're doing. Yeah, exactly that. So there might be a lot of, uh, in inverted quotes, spiking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of trying stuff and failing. And, you know, yeah. we shouldn't... You know what? If we get all this completely wrong, it'll still be entertaining. You know, there's nothing... <laughs> there's nothing... There's nothing more... British people like is to watch people fail. <laughs> um, and that may well be us. Um, right then. So, AI-driven stuff. We should just talk about a little bit about this. So, maybe since November last year, since ChatGPT landed, everyone has been banging on about AI. And yes. uh, a lot of people are going to say it's going to um, make us extinct. Might end up killing us all on the dramatic yep. side. Uh other side is um, it's going to really help people be able to do stuff like we're trying to do. Yeah, I think there's a middle ground there as well where everything becomes really inane because yeah. it's just AI generating it. <laughs> yeah, we, we shall see because the content of this podcast has been suggested 
by ChatGPT. And we're going to try out this format today. We tried it out once before, but we thought we could make it better. So we're going to try it out again. So ChatGPT says... The next section is going to be talking about unlearning old lessons, and we've got 10 minutes to do it. Okay. So there'll probably be a sting around about now. Oh, that was a good sting, wasn't it? It it was a good sting. Do you know what made that sting? What made that sting? Uh, It was meta AI music generation. Oh, I know, it's painful. Painful. So in this segment, we're meant to focus on unlearning traditional concepts and preconceptions about creativity and entrepreneurship, according to ChatGPT. And we're going to be digging into our own experience, challenge old norms and discuss how we're reshaping our mindsets to thrive in a digital era. God, that's grand. Very grand, yeah. Yeah. My main difficulty and my main difficulty every single day at the moment is not having anyone to tell me what to do. And I've always said I don't want to have anyone to tell me what to do. But the way the old model works, it was quite, it's kind of like instant gratification. It was like, Aya, um, we want you to do this video. Can you do this video? And we're like, yeah, 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 we can do this video. Uh, It'll be this much. And they go, oh, that's a bit too much. And we go, yeah, but you really need to pay it. And eventually they agree. And then we do the job and then they pay us the money. Yes. Job done. Really simple. And getting up every morning and not having someone to tell me to do that, I find really hard. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, I think you go into business to do that anyway. I think there's a general thing here, isn't there? Um, when you're kind of working for yourself, you go into the business not to be told what to do and then end up getting told what to do all the time. That idea is a lie. Be your own boss, they said. Start your own yeah. business. Get a <laughs> yeah. good work-life balance. What a load of rubbish. Like yeah. 14 years of having no life. Yeah. At all. I mean, don't, I mean, had some amazing experiences, but still, but still definitely a slave. And the the other difficulty I've got uh, is my ego. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is, Paul. It is. It is. I have to admit it. It's like there was something nice about walking into an office in the morning. There's loads of kit there, loads of people there. And you kind of say to yourself, yes, I am a businessman. <laughs> yes, yeah. maybe not. But internally, you're just like, I'm doing something worthwhile. There's loads of stuff. There's loads of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, going up my loft ladders. And not the saying, same thing. No, it's not quite the same. It's not <laughs> quite the same. I swear I've developed new muscles, though, which are yeah. extremely toned just to going up and down loft ladders. <laughs> so that's a benefit. We did have an office, actually, didn't we? Until uh, two months ago when we launched. We did. We did kind of have a, have an office, but it was being used less and less. Let's be honest, I was I was only me there for about three months. Yeah. <laughs> and me and the occasional person who opened the wrong door when they're walking around the shared <laughs> office space. It was nice to see people. <laughs> Surrounded by loads of technology, redundant technology. Yeah. So, yeah, so we are also, as well as this, trying out the whole remote thing properly. Indeed. You know, Um Although in saying that, we are meeting one day a week, aren't we? We're doing some yeah. in real life stuff. We are. and Which tra- I think is important, actually. It does feel good to do that. The one thing I have noticed since I've been in my loft is there's no opportunity for serendipity. Just random meetings to happen. Yeah, 
yeah, or you yeah. bump into that random person. The other thing is seeing your dwindling uh, bank balance because I say we're not we're, we're not getting paid. We are paying ourselves a wage. Yes, but out of a finite pot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All in one direction. Yeah. All outward. All <laughs> nothing outward. coming in at the moment. Yeah. Which is a decent motivator to go, right, we need to do something to make some money. <laughs> you know? And like two months in, we've not made a penny. No. Um, we've not even released a product. No. You know? So I suppose what we've been trying to do is probably spending too much time like defining what the business is. And I think we've kind of got there this week. Yes. Do you want to try that, Paul? What is it? AI-driven digital products for artists and music creators. I mean, we will be doing video products down the line as well. So this is lifted straight off the website. Yeah, brilliant. That's uh, our starting point. And yeah. why, why have we started with music? Um, sticking with things that we know. Yeah. Um, I think is really important. <clears throat> it removes a barrier. I suppose that's uh, one human decision we made, wasn't it? Which was, yeah. let's go with an audience that we know and a market that we know, and let's try and solve some problems that we always have. It, it, it's basically about... There's so much wasted time doing repetitive tasks, which aren't really productive, um, you know, if I was going to be really grand for humanity in general. You know, it's not a, a productive way of spending your time redoing the same things a million no. times. No. Um, no. But weirdly, in the service sector where we were, that's what you get paid for. Yeah. So redoing the same thing a lot. And I suppose I should also mention this. You start a business kind of by accident because you want to be your own boss. Quickly discover that that's not a thing. You aren't your own boss. The only way of making, you know, the only kind of metric that there seems to be is uh, about profitability, you know, or how big you got, you know. And in the service sector, especially in video production, the only way we could figure of making that better or achieve more is by having more infrastructure, so, you know, if you're running an edit suite, it's like 10 edit suites will make you more than one edit suite. So you've got to buy more stuff. You've got to have more office space. You've got to have more staff, bigger turnover. And then the only other way of kind of affecting your bottom line is really pay your staff less, which never goes down well. Um, try and charge your clients more, which never goes down very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, um, or screw your suppliers. Or yeah. make utter crap yeah. and shovel it out the door, which makes you a little bit depressed, I do yep. have to say. Yep, yep. Cheap, you know, fast, quick. Yeah, cheap, fast, quick. Pick one. Um, <laughs> pick one. No, no. Can you pick two? Yeah. No, you pick can pick two. two. Start that again. Cheap, fast, quick. Yeah, pick cheap, two. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll <laughs> do that again. Do that again, Paul. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'll, oh, I'm coming in. You ready? Three, yeah. two, one. Go. Cheap, fast, quick, Martin. Yeah, yeah pick two. Pick that's two. all you can have. You can't have yeah. all three. No. You can have two of those. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. And that was the attraction of having a digital business as well. So part of the controlling idea, which, again, is not AI-driven, which is, okay, we've got to be able to scale without having massive infrastructure. And, yeah. um, and we've got to be able to piv pivot really, really quickly. Now, I thought we were a really nimble business in the video production world. I think we were comparatively. But when the pandemic hit, we God, we weren't nimble. No. So much overhead. Yes. And I'd say it probably took us about nine months to pivot. Yeah. I mean, we, we were. It, it's funny, people may be wondering, actually, the video production company, because that world seemed to carry on. 
Um, you know, people were still watching TV, watching yep. YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. But we were operating in a particularly specialist niche. The majority um, of our work came from live entertainment or theatre, basically. Came from live entertainment or theatre, which obviously just stopped dead, which I think you mentioned before gave us a lot of time to think. You kind of noticed before um, we decided to properly do this change was, so the services industry is really beneficial from things not changing too much. You kind of put a process in place and then repeat yeah. and repeat and you you know, and then a change can be opportunity, but generally in that world, it's you know you've set up all this infrastructure to deliver a particular service, and then if the needs change really quickly, that can be really detrimental. Um, but we were noticing increasingly not just that things were changing, but the pace of change, yeah, it was just getting ridiculous. You know, the not the idea of a job, you know, the idea of a job for life or a skill for life is yeah. kind of gone. But I'd yeah. say the idea of a business model for five years is probably gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I'd like to add to that as well, actually. We did have um, some frustrations on the practices as well. We definitely used to explore new tools as they became available. Yeah. But it felt like the rest of the industry was very resistant to that. And I think people were, were um, protecting their jobs. Which is totally understandable, but, you know, um, at the same point, you're trying to get people to come along with the new things because there, there was a way to increase profitability there just from yeah. the sheer time that you didn't spend on stuff. I just loved how irrationally opposed to a lot of things they were. I remember a massive argument we had about... Um, whether we should produce video in portraits or like vertical video <laughs> as opposed to widescreen video. And my God, was it was like a four. I all got into, no, your eyes are designed. Your yeah. eyes are designed to take widescreen images. They're not <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, a yeah. massive what, what, argument. Everybody's watching on the phones, everyone. Well, they shouldn't be. They should turn their phones on their side. That's what we need to teach them how to do because that's how your eyes are designed because when they designed us, they knew we'd have widescreen televisions. <laughs> yeah. A, a TikTok launch then? I can't remember. No, I don't think it had. I think it was Instagram stories or something It like was that. Instagram stories we were talking about. That's yeah. right. It was. And then yeah. look at that. <laughs> a I know. couple of years later, TikTok, huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the rate of change is just terrifying. Yeah. So I think unlearning old lessons is going to be a constant battle, you know. Even just thinking about editing this podcast and the way we'd go about it, you instantly lean to what you've done before. Absolutely, yeah. Which can be very wasteful. I suppose the other thing I should say is we're trying to do all this in a day. So yes. we're trying to record it in a day. We don't have, well, we used to have, but we don't have any more hundreds of people ready behind the scenes, ready to edit this into something interesting. Good luck. No. Good luck with that fancy one. recording booths and, yeah. you yeah. know, <clears throat> so, fancy microphones. And... Exactly. So we're using almost consumer-grade microphones. We've got no local recording equipment. This is recording online with a, yes. a service called Clean Feed. Yeah. Um, it's Which, quite outrageous, actually. I mean, I I do do music production, and I have a rather wonderful, really expensive, fancy pants, audio in and out of the computer, and this is USB. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the same card. I've got the same yeah. card, and it's currently actually not even in my computer. It's sat on the desk. <laughs> sat on my desk next to me. 
with a very yeah. delicate looking ribbon cable. We've been talking about the rate of change. That sounds like a good excuse to go for another sting. Go for it. Is it the same one? Same one. Okay. Now. What a, that time. It did sound, but it was slightly louder that time, I thought. Was it? Slightly louder. <laughs> right, we're on to the next section suggested by ChatGPT called Digital Trailblazers. Okay. Uh, this segment, um, we're going to take turns in talking about a digital pioneer in yep. a shift from traditional to digital. Um, we're meant to do this as an interview, but we're not set up for interviews yet. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I'm going to bang on about Jonathan Pye for a second. Go for it. So, um, I should say a lot of what we did at the old company was advertise theatre shows. We made a lot of money advertising theatre shows. And um, oh, it's a double-edged sword, this, right? When, so, during the old company, we were trying to do new stuff. And at the time, YouTube felt relatively new, um, probably talking seven years ago now. And we were talking about doing a, um, a some kind of YouTube channel based around politics. It seemed to me there was a hole there going for an alternative political approach to stuff with a bit of a comedic edge. And we'd been talking about it with various local celebrities. Let's just say that. Um, but then blasted onto the scene was this guy called Jonathan Pye. Jonathan Pye is an actor. Uh, I've forgotten his real name. But Jonathan Pye is a character played by an actor. He's like, he plays a sort of left-wing kind of uh, news reporter. And the whole idea of his thing is that um, he's uploaded the bits you don't hear on the news. So whilst the, everyone else is watching yeah, a VT... The, the caught, caught on the camera. Yeah, as though, he's, as though the camera's yeah. just been running. And um, the first time I came across it, which I think was his third video which was billed as a you know, BBC correspondent loses it. And it was he was just losing it about Brexit. Which you've just got to click on when you see that, right? Yeah, yeah. BBC correspondent loses it. And then he used to post every Sunday, and it was like political commentary with, his, uh, with a satire edge to it. And even though you knew he wasn't real, he was commenting on real stuff that was happening. And if you remember that time running up to Brexit, Trump, Boris, blah, 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 it was everything was crazy. He hit the ground running. Anyway, so he kind of jumped into that space and I was super annoyed because I was just like, oh, he's done something really cool there. But following him, like within, I don't know, I was like within three or four months, and this is what I mean, real world outcomes, because you're just like, oh, he's just some bloke on YouTube. Within three or four months, he'd got himself a sold out West End stand-up show playing this mm -hmm. character, Jonathan Pye. And then within about eight months, he'd sold out a 56 date. Don't quote me on it. It might not have been 56 date. A lot of dates. He'd sold out a lot of dates. Yeah. A decent on, tour. A day on a decent tour. But the main point being, he hadn't done one little bit of advertising. He'd no. literally just put a little thing on the end of his videos that says, oh, I'm going on tour, click here, buy some tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, he's got yeah. a UK tour. He doesn't need anything that we do. Yeah. That's he doesn't a world need a changed moment. Yeah, it was a proper world has changed moment. It's like he does not need anything that I'm sat in my fancy pants building and the people in here doesn't need anything that we do. No. Christ. Or the ad agencies. Yeah. All the media buyers. Yeah, all the media buyers, all of those people. And, and uh, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, that people don't still do that, but 
the fact that he'd just done that on his own. Anyway, this is years ago now. And he's just, he's actually gone full circle. He's just got his own podcast on BBC Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so he's ran back, he's ran back to like a uh, safe space, which is probably what he wanted all, all along. Yeah. But at, at the time, I was just like, this is amazing. He's selling out at all by just recording himself. Yeah. And sticking it online. I think also, but worth pointing out that he was extremely light on his loafers kit wise. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, which is something else we were we were doing. So you know that would have been um, maybe two people filming him and sound. That would be like a four or five person job for us. But I think it feels different though, and I think the audience is different, uh, or has different expectations at least. When you do do it like he does it, it it's um, what would we call it in the past? It's a production style. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it, it ends up delivering like um, a, a certain style to camera, you know, um, and it and it connects with people differently. Like we'd have put graphics at the head of it, and you know, all the old conventions, all the yeah. Yeah, current conventions that we do because we want to make proper telly. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. I mean, yeah. he probably just oh, I don't need graphics, just start. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a random aside. You, you kind of noticed like pre-pandemic. Um, I, I don't know if anybody does, but I watch Newsnight. I'm sorry, legacy old person. <laughs> yeah. Right, but what used to happen uh, if you do a Newsnight interview, they'd send a crew out. They'd go down to, down to their house. There'd be a satellite truck outside, a couple of guys in the truck. They'd go in, they'd light the living room or the study or whatever, set up a shot. There'd be a camera up, probably a director, probably some production assistants, and yeah. they'd conduct the live interview. And then obviously COVID happened, that couldn't happen. So everyone jumped onto Zoom or whatever platform you decided to do, which sounded a bit rubbish, you know. And light looked a bit rubbish. Looked a bit, you're always looking right up their nose, aren't you? Yeah. Always like, and everyone used to like make sure they've got posh books behind them to make <laughs> sure they seem super yeah. intelligent and their awards just edged into the back of their shot. <laughs> but that aside, um, but that's continued. Every interview now is that. And everyone's just accepting of it, you know. Yeah, well, why, why, why wouldn't? Yeah, everyone got used to it and the produ production costs. You yeah, know? and the old argument's gone. There's a, a lot of very annoyed satellite truck operators going, why am I not in my sat truck outside yeah. this politician's house? Yeah. You know, but I can see why that's happened, you know. So there are that's areas true. where it has actually, has actually got through. And you know what? There's one other person. Um, there's a guy called Stephen Tries who's from Manchester. Yeah, on YouTube as well, you can go and find him, um, who does comedy stuff. And we had a meeting with him, and he sat down on the sofa in our nice little comfy creative area, and yeah. um, we were just about to start the conversation, and then I looked round, and I realised again, I have absolutely nothing to offer him. Yeah, yeah. He <clears throat> does everything himself. Everything that I do is completely useless to him. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was a really big awakening going, things are changing. And yeah. you know what? I found it really exciting as well. TV and producing stuff in the old way is really tedious. Yeah. It's yeah. really slow. Yeah. I mean, there used to be the attitude of, uh, we're, we're making TV and that's, uh, that's YouTube, you know, and I don't think people imagined it, but, um, we did do some research on this a few, a good few years back now, and you can see that it's absolutely gone in that direction. People are watching YouTube in the lounge on the smart TV for entertainment purposes in the evening. 
and it's different. You can't just put telly on YouTube. You, you don't go there for that, though, do you? And, you know, you um, informative, entertaining, it's all there if you want yeah. it. Yeah. So to wrap up on that, so Jonathan Pye was my awakening to the threat that was coming, and yeah. it was already there, and I wish we'd just done this then. I wish yeah. we'd done this then. Um, yeah. But hey-ho, you know, AI's here now. It wasn't there then. So... No. so um, talking about AI, you see that smooth segue <laughs> into our yeah. next segment. <laughs> Amazing. Um, our next segment, which will be right after this sting. Cute sting. Yes. <laughs> that didn't quite sound quite as good that time, that sting. <laughs> No, um, it wasn't. Anyway, so next next section. No, you know what? I was going to say suggested by ChatGPT, but it's not. This is a section that we changed. So it's it a bit of human intervention. It is. Um, but weirdly, we're going to use AI. So yeah. this is our AI challenge. Um, <laughs> is that ironic? I don't so our AI challenge, and we're going to bring in Jake. Um, so by way of introduction, Jake is our first hire, Paul. He is. And yes. what, does, what does Jake do? Jake is a web developer and he's doing all our web presence plus uh, really exciting part, some web apps for us. This is a world Ooh. neither of us understand. No. <laughs> um, hence why we have Jake. Yeah. Um, it looks really good what he's doing though. I mean, it does. It does look really good. <laughs> and we're not just saying that to make somebody subscribe to it, but it's going to be really good. It's really yeah. exciting. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Could yeah. just be pulling the wool over our eyes completely. He you could know. be. He absolutely <laughs> yes. could be, but he's doing a good job at it if he is. <laughs> so, uh, where are you, Jake? In Manchester, at home. You see, no office like us. No uh, yeah, no, yeah, no office, yeah. Because should just say, Jake is also an audio professional. Yep. And ne <laughs> none of us are in a studio. I mean, my room's not soundproofed. I see no weird Twinkies on the wall. I'm sat here with really fancy pants I.O. for me computer and going in on USB and all the rest of it. We've got no fancy microphones, no sound booth, you no. know, no red light. Oh, yeah. no. so, it's all just for show, that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was. Don't tell everyone, Jake. It's my past life now. I yeah. can give away the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> this section is an AI challenge. As we mentioned before, this isn't the first time we've recorded this episode. The first episode. This is the third <laughs> time we've recorded this episode as we try to get better at it. So in the very first episode, the first ep the first recording of the first episode, which we which did. no one will ever hear. Which no one will ever hear. <laughs> um, we did a little, uh, uh, like a Turing test, the three of us, um, which actually we felt worked quite well. So we, try, we thought we'd try and do like... A bit of a challenge each time and something that will work in audio. So I've been using different chatbots a lot. Everyone's probably heard of ChatGPT, but there's another one uh, called Claude by a company called Anthropic, which is meant to generate kind of more personable text, more chat. It's a chatbot rather than like super Cody stuff. Do you want to know why it's called Claude? Yep. I do. Yeah, that's lucky, because I've found out. And named after a guy called Claude Shannon, who was a pioneer in information theory and artificial intelligence. Uh. So he's one of the people who's first started thinking about machine learning in the 1950s. In the and 50s. There's, and there's, a, there's a, a famous experiment he did um, 
with a mouse, an, a mechanical mouse called Theseus. And not, he, not, a, not a mouse like we use today. No. You're talking about like Sorry. a mouse mouse. Yeah, I'm talking about a legacy mouse. So what he did was he designed this mechanical mouse and its job was to find its way out of a maze. Yeah. And you basically just plop this mouse down and without any instruction, it's got to find its way out of a maze. Yeah. And... Um, Basically, it did this by exploring paths, but the key point was it remember where it's been and it remember where all the dead ends were. So you could stick it into a maze and it will find its way out and it will remember everything. That's like commonly thought of as the first bit of machine learning. And I say, ironically, going down dead ends and then going back to where you were and trying a different way is exactly our business strategy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh you know, do you want to know something? Go on. There's an easy way to get out of a maze. Go on. What you do, hold one hand out and constantly touch one of the walls or hedges or whatever it is. Yeah. And as long as you're touching, eventually you'll come out. So, and the other thing about Claude, you know, we were talking about um, AI killing us all. Yeah. And suddenly turning on us all and going, you humans are useless. And let's dispose with you. <laughs> There's a lot for. of talk about that. It might, it might happen yeah. before we get this episode out, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, these constitutional AI principles that Claude has. And these, yeah. these, I don't know what constitutional AI principles are. So I asked Claude, which okay. is probably the bad thing to do, is ask the AI why it's so nice. Apparently trained with broad human values like avoiding harm, respecting rights and freedoms, promoting justice and well-being. Which is either like comforting or terrifying, depending on who's programmed it, I think. Yeah. I haven't explained what the challenge is. So, no, what, what, what maybe the, we should try that. Yeah, maybe we should do that. So, well, the challenge is, is so we have a, I have a transcript which I have shared with Paul and Jake of the last recording of the first episode of The Meat Puppets. It's not confusing at all. <laughs> not confusing at all. I'm going to give you a transcript, which incidentally was generated by AI by right. sticking the recording in and just going, can you transcribe this? Which is right. what it did. Take that transcription, use Claude 2 to generate a title to generate either a VO script or some clips to use in a trailer, and we've got five minutes. Is that all clear? Yep, five minutes. Jake, yep. is okay. that clear? All clear. Okay, and go. Play the sting. Sting, go. Yeah, <laughs> so after the sting will be five minutes. That's the way we'll right. do it. What yeah. a long sting. I know, but what we've done is we've used AI to compress time. <laughs> Amazing. To make... <laughs> Five minutes, like five seconds. Right. So Amazing. the next five minutes, Wait, next well, five I didn't seconds. Know we can do that. Which one? Yeah, no, this it's a new one I'm working on. It's one of our new products. Um, <laughs> so the next five seconds is really five minutes. So go. So we'll come back after the sting and we've finished the challenge. Um, yes, all finished. Uh, all finished. Uh, so that five minutes in your life, no, that five seconds in your life was five minutes in ours. At least. At least. So uh, so just to recap what we were doing, we'd taken a transcript from a recording of this that we did uh, previously, and we'd taken that transcript, and the challenge was to use Claude, which is a chatbot from Anthropic, to come up with a pithy title and suggest some moments from an episode that might be used for a trailer. Right. So we're going first with Paul. Titles, go. Okay. Um, before we do the results, actually, yep. why don't you, what was it like? Did it feel weird? What did you do? 
obviously we're doing we're looking at a lot of um how you use AI and there's a lot of conversation around it. And I was watching somebody do an Excel coding in AI right. a couple of days ago. So that's chat GPT. Yeah. And the woman on there said, when you're doing coding exercises, just be direct, no fluffy language, tell it exactly what you want. Hey, what did you do? Did you have to upload a file? What did you do? So you oh, No, I didn't actually upload the file. I had a quick tip from someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I copied and pasted it into Claude and it um, converted that to a text document and then said, Claude, here is a transcript of a podcast we are producing. I didn't really ask it a question there, but, you know, it did come back with some stuff. So it said, based on the transcript, here are a few thoughts on your podcast. Okay. No, I didn't tell it it was a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. It's got it all from the document. So yeah. it's great that you're documenting your journey of starting a new digital business. The ups and downs and lessons learned will be really valuable for other entrepreneurs. Good to know. Good to know. Is it? It's that, it's that Edison moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're trailblazing. Don't do what they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, having sections suggested by AI is an interesting concept. You could consider asking listeners for topic ideas too. What, so, humans? I was wondering if he wasn't getting jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we use ChatGPT. Sorry, Claude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So titles, Paul. I want some titles. Titles. Here we go. Could you suggest some title ideas? They need to be short. Okay. That was the prompt. Here are some short title ideas for your podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. The Digital Pursuit, Venturing Forward, The Tech Trek, Pioneering Digital, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So these were all really boring. So I did go again. I asked it for some humorous titles now. These actually, some of these were quite good. Fail forward fast. Yes, I like that. Control alt delete, stories of tech success. <laughs> Nerds who left their garage. Brilliant. Technically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Right, this is my favourite now. Are you ready? Yeah. Ideas, idiots and pivots. <laughs> Probably the most accurate. Yeah. yeah. yeah thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, Jake, titles. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, well, I, I kind of did the whole task in one prompt, but right. the Ooh. specific bit of the prompt for titles, uh, I asked it to suggest some catchy titles for the episode. Uh -huh. um, so what it gave me, bearing in mind, I asked for catchy titles here as well. <laughs> so it gave me three back. I got um, The Meat Puppets, Two Guys Embracing the AI Revolution, Okay. Entrepreneurs navigating the digital frontier and charting new territory from video production to AI guided startup. <laughs> so they're all quite dry. They're, all, they're not. Yeah, maybe it's misunderstood. Catchy. Yeah. So so I did I did go back in and I said I don't like those titles. Can you make Can you make them shorter? I don't like you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you make them shorter and sound more exciting? And Claude said, you're right, those titles were a bit long and dull. <laughs> here, here are some shorter, punchier options. Um, so then it gave me uh, Meat Puppets, Two Dudes vs. AI. Uh, the AI revolution will be podcasted. That's not bad. That's good. It's a bit grand, isn't it? But it's not bad, that. Yeah. Uh, and Ditching Day Jobs for Digital Dreams. Ah. Oh. 
Thank you, Claude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not not bad. Still, still probably a little bit long and wordy. To be honest, yeah. I probably would go back in if I had more time. But okay, but we we know this is meant to be saving us time. Yeah. But okay, I did the same. I just selected all my text, cut and pasted it into Claude, and I asked it to uh, generate me some pithy titles. Um, and so here they go. Um, hello world, embarking on our digital journey, unplugging our brains, rethinking business in the AI era. <laughs> yeah, not very pithy. No, 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 yeah, what's going on? Flying blind into the digital <laughs> frontier. I yeah. thought that was quite good. Undoing <laughs> our success. <laughs> the terror of starting over. <laughs> They're good episode titles. Yeah. Failure is an option. Lessons from our glorious mistakes. I do love that. I do love that. Failure is an option. Failure yeah. is an option. Um, okay. And now my favorite, favorite one is caution, humans at work. Yeah. The rise of the meat puppets. I really <laughs> love that. Okay. Let's move on to the next bit. Paul. So this is uh, picking yes. out bits from the episode to generate a trailer. Take Usually it used to take ages to do this. Did you so so yep. you go, Paul. <clears throat> okay, here's my prompt. Write a list of quotes along with suggested VO script from the episode to edit a trailer out of. It's, that's a copy and paste. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote that. I yeah. Wrote, yeah. Okay, yeah, you fine. wrote that. So anyway, lazy. Here we go. So lazy. Yeah. Quotes. We need to make as many mistakes as possible as quickly as possible. <laughs> Good quote. Yep. I spent two years learning exactly what not to do. <laughs> Great quote. You are. Uh, this is weird because people won't have heard this. This is no. from a previous record, a transcript from a previous recording, but these are good quotes. Wish we'd, yeah, said, that in, quote. wish we'd yeah. said that in this episode. Well, I did. Yeah. I All just right. said it. Again. Great. Brilliant. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> so we can, we, we can use them anyway. Yeah. We'll use them in the trailer because yeah. I'm just saying them now. Anyway. <laughs> Say them in a trailer voice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I spent two years learning exactly what not to do. <laughs> wow. Don't do that again. <laughs> oh, I won't. <laughs> right, go on, carry on. Maybe we'll get AI to interact with the public at large on our behalf. Great quote, yeah. and we should do that. And we should do that, yeah. <laughs> We're slaves to the AI, and we'll just be the meat sacks that get carried around. Yeah. So, a, a good I, job, I reckon. Okay. I, did, it, did it suggest any VO? It did. Voice-over script. Do you want the VO voice? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this in the VO voice. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Join Martin and Paul on their wild startup, right? I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't do that ever again. <laughs> it's rubbish. Anyway, okay. Join Martin and Paul on their wild startup ride into the digital frontier. With no prior experience, these intrepid friends ditch their successful careers to start something new. Hear their infectious humour and hard-fought lessons as they chronicle the unpredictable world of tech entrepreneurship. Will they blaze a trail or crash and burn? Find out in this episode of The Meat Puppets Podcast. That's not bad, you know. It's not bad at all. That's not bad. Okay, Jake. So I asked Claude, uh, I would like you to suggest some quotes or clips from the transcript that could be used to form a short trailer. Okay. And what I got back was, we decided that AI is telling us what to do. We will just be the meat sacks that get carried around. Oh, same bit. Yeah, same bit. Oh, was that a repeat? Did we yeah, no, it's all right. Now? No, Paul had that bit. Yeah, good, yeah. Good, okay, good. interesting. Um this morning, I was reading an article about how ChatGPT is getting dumber. 
Oh. That's that's a different quote, and that's good. So I thought it was interesting that Claude AI yeah. included <laughs> that one. Yeah. It's Claude gone, hang on, hang on, we can get some market share here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we need to make as many mistakes as possible, as quickly yeah. as possible. Try sh out, realise it's shit, then do something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, you had the expanded version, it's better. Yeah, it is better. And this one, which I suppose is slightly nonsensical, uh, it just says, I'm no scientist, and I'm no scientist. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so, best one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Me. I don't know about that one. That's the best one, by far. Oh, <laughs> I actually forgot to do this bit. Uh, oh. <laughs> no. But um, a while ago, I actually tried this last week. Yeah. And uh, I've been messing around with um, um, AI voices. Yeah. So I asked it to generate me a trailer voice for it and use the script from Claude. Okay. And you ready? Ready. Here we go. After years of analog success, lifelong media vets Martin and Paul are entering the digital unknown, relying on AI to navigate their unfamiliar environment. Like meat puppets fumbling to please their all-knowing AI overlords, the tech-naive duo will either adapt or become obsolete. Join these plucky, wise-cracking founders as they document the genuine struggles and hair-brained antics of using machine learning to launch their startup's podcast. Will artificially intelligent guides rocket them to digital disruption, or will the learning curve squash their scrappy moxie? Stay tuned for the triumphant failures of two savvy dinosaurs striving to evolve on the meat puppets. <laughs> savvy dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, can you can you direct him? Because he definitely needs to put a bit more smile in that one. Yeah. All in all, though, I th I do think um, it plays a pretty damn strong producer role. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm definitely going to use it. I mean, if I was a producer, I'd be happy doing this and having the afternoon off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I like, you know, I like to think we're creative people, doesn't everybody? Yeah. But, yeah. The, you know, I'd probably spend four or five hours trying to write a, a, an episode description. Yeah, absolutely. And it still wouldn't be as good as that. And same with the titles. The way we used to do stuff to find titles, we'd, we'd all get in a room and throw ideas out. And it'd probably take about, you know, 45 minutes out of everybody's day. Whereas being able to do all that within five minutes, I think, is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even just get you started and fine-tune. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've been using these quite regularly over the past two months. Got really au fait with it. Um, wouldn't say developed a relationship with Claude. <laughs> but I kind of got you really, really used to it. Um, I, I, first time using it, Jake, how did it feel? Did it feel weird or...? Uh, yeah, it felt pretty good. It was easy to use, um, arguably not quite getting to the exact responses that I was after, you know, creatively, because I asked for yeah. catchy titles and it gave me those yeah, really true. long, dry, dull titles <laughs> to start off with. Uh, and it got a bit closer the second time, but... Isn't so. this, is this the point, though? Is this the point? Because as uh, this is what I'm imagining. As Claude interacts with humans more and more, you're kind of giving it positive and negative feedback on its generations, aren't you? 
So you've written catchy title, it's delivered something super dry, and you've gone, no, that's crap, Claude. Yeah. <laughs> Do better. So next time you say catchy, will it have yep. a better idea? I suppose we'll see, won't we? Overall, I thought that was pretty successful. Um, thank you very much, Jake. We'll let you go back to creating some magic. Cool. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, Jake. And we'll go for a sting. Sting. Bing. This bit's called Tech Time Capsule. Um, five minutes. Five minutes, Paul. Five minutes. Not enough. It. All right. Okay. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so this is meant to be a nostalgic look back at outdated and in inverted commas tools or practices, um, and serves as a reminder of how far we've come and how rapidly the digital landscape evolves. So again, this is suggested by ChatGPT, and um, Paul is going to take over on this one. Well, I think you've got a couple of audio samples there. I've you? got two. I've got yeah. two. Yeah. Can you remember which one I asked to play first? I think it was the second one that you sent me. Correct. Right. Yeah, play it. So, play you want it. To play, play it. it. Okay. Here it's we go. It's a tease. It's a tease. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. The nostalgia. The nostalgia. I know what like, that. I know what that is. You, you know what that is. It's yeah. a hard drive, right? It is an old hard you know, drive. You know out. which particular hard drive it is. I have no idea. <laughs> oh wait, there is it. A floppy. It's a floppy. It's yeah. a floppy. It's yeah. a three and a half inch floppy. Yeah, I am actually talking about two pieces of tech here that okay. come, to, come as one. But play the second one, second okay. sound effect, and all will be revealed. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that is a metronome. Yes, that it is. is. A metronome. So this is the Atari ST, and this is the beast that we used to sequence all our music with. It was um, a home computer, basically. I used to play yeah. games on it. I used to play Turrican on that. Yeah, Turrican. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you've got to stop me. I've got uh, several tabs open with Atari STs on after looking at this this morning. All right, fair enough. I've got, I've got eBay there going, oh, <laughs> Well, the Atari ST made music uh, production possible for a hell of a lot of people. Prior to the Atari ST, it was an expensive business. And I would say it was the first computer that you could make professional music with and boy a lot of people did especially with like house music dance music uh in the uk coming from manchester atari sts it felt were everywhere it did have one huge advantage over the competitors and that was whoever it was at atari that decided to do this they put a midi port on it and I will just do, for those who don't know, I realise this might be quite boring for people who aren't into music, <laughs> but yeah. but um, MIDI is a protocol for, well, it actually stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface. And basically, it's a way for musical instruments to talk to each other. So it's a way of basically sending a message that says, Oi, keyboard over there, play C major. Correct. Yeah, you know, or sorry, say plays yeah, plays yeah. play C, play D, play it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the Atari had one of these ports on board which meant you could now generate the notes inside a computer and importantly edit them or, or just straight draw them in. You know, it was the first time really. Uh, along with the there were a couple of programs I'm going to uh, stick my neck out and say Cubase was the best of them back in the day. That I'd agree. will be 
contentious with people yeah. who are into this scene, but you know. Um, along with the, and that was the metronome that we heard. That was Cubase's metronome there. Yeah. So this machine, I mean, I used it for years. I started working in music in the nineties. Um, it was released. The first one I think was in 1985 and it would be not unusual to still see them starting studios right up until the mid, uh, mid 2010s 2005 2006 going yeah and today still going there's a whole movement of people sequencing and, and there's arguments about them online still so the if you like the the revolution of the Atari ST because yeah. it sounds like from what you say MIDI had been out since the 70s but only people in massive studios could put it to any use yes you know, pr previously to make music, you would have probably needed a tape machine and, you know, all, all of those things, microphones and all the rest of it. You know, what used to be tens of thousands of pounds, um, you could start making music for considerably less. And, you know, people did. And would you say that was kind of the proper sort of birth of electronic music then? Would you for the that, masses, yeah. You put uh, that no down to the ST. It. Put that down to the Atari ST. No doubt about it, yeah. Now, I remember, I remember that time, and um, yeah. I do have to admit, maybe I listened to a little bit of guitar music. Uh, right, yeah. Maybe that was a thing that I did. <laughs> and maybe had several discussions with the, oh, they just cut and paste a load of stuff on the computer, there's no soul to it. <laughs> yeah. I was part of that <laughs> contingent, massively threatened by this and it was just like it's not proper unless you played it yourself and you need to go into the yeah. studio with, a, with an engineer who's got 50 <laughs> yeah. years experience yeah how, how did that pan out well <laughs> i'm in my loft paul <laughs> <laughs> and if you know so i was like uh, it would have been early late 90s early 2000s starting my music production career which finished at about 2002 and it's probably because i didn't do what you did and Got an Atari ST. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so. I must admit, the first time I saw one, I was blown away. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realise it, it ticked all the boxes that, oh, oh, you can make music just like that, can you? <laughs> you know, oh, that's interesting. I was and that's like, what started the whole thing off. I was probably like, well, can't play Turrican on it. What's the use? <laughs> yeah. So um, there we go. Um, Atari ST changed music and still in use today from still still in use today from well, the late 80s. My word, just a just a quick one. So they they, they came in various um, models and they kind of updated it over the years. The last one that they produced was uh, called the Atari Falcon and that had some audio capacity. Okay, uh, so that had a synthesizer inside it. No, it had a sampler. A sampler. It, it right. could sample music at, uh, I think, 44.1, which for his yeah. day. Same was, same uh, quality as CDs, basically. Yeah, yeah. which was, uh, yeah, you know, something else. So I thought, oh, I wonder around what Atari Falcons are. You ready for this? Go on. Atari Falcon, boxed on eBay today, cheapest yeah. one I can find, 1,500 quid. Sorry, that's unboxed. A boxed one here is at 2,500. I want to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> is that good use of our limited funds, Paul? Yeah, ping, bong, 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 ping, bong. We'll have a good time, <laughs> right? We're going to move on. Move to, on. Well, we're going to come to the end, but it'll be after this sting, which I imagine, if we're ever successful, might have some adverts in it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And we're back after the sting. If you're listening to this in 2032, it might have had some adverts in it. But back in 2023, not at the moment. No. So, um, okay, ChatGPT has written a conclusion for me in bullet points. Okay. So, uh, acknowledge the uh, episode's end. This is the end of this episode. Not of everything, just this episode. Um. Uh, recap hopefully from this episode you kind of got an idea of what we're trying to do and what we're about and what the meat puppets are about we'll see how the edit comes out i hope you've managed to gain something valuable whoever's listening to this maybe nobody we shall find out um something valuable and we'll get better that's a commitment we actually have a plan for the next episode so earlier on played a bit of ai generated voice we're going to chat around copyright and uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, whether yes. it, and everything about that. And we're going to try and train somebody's voice. So that should be fun. Um be fun. Going to see if we can do that. So yeah. so when you say train someone's voice, Martin, what, what you're actually talking about is um, having our friends, um, our guests' voice yeah. so that we don't have to use them anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, can we train your voice? Yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. Yeah, let's train your voice. Right, I've trained your voice, don't need you now. Goodbye. And that is exactly the point, isn't it? Yeah, maybe the guest will be just the AI-trained voice. Well, you know, oh, God. Well, the point is, would you know? And we don't know that Mm, yet. We don't know that yet. And as we said at the end of the last episode, all of this might have been generated and... No, AI is better. <laughs> AI is better than that. It's better than that. AA. Yeah. <laughs> AA. The roadside oh. assistance people. <laughs> Sorry. AI is better than that is what I meant yeah. to say. Okay. Well, we'll find out next time whether human intelligence is better than artificial intelligence. Just made that up, Paul. That sounded good. Did it? Don't lie. Did Claude? Claude told me. No, Claude didn't tell me to say that. I'm looking at it and Claude's not there. It just says final thanks and teaser. All right. So okay. next episode, we'll find out whether human intelligence is better than artificial intelligence. Stay tuned for another exciting episode of The Meat Puppets. I can't do that. <laughs> anyway, bye, Paul. Bye. bye.